Yeah, let's I do mean, this. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay, it looks like we're live. Welcome, everyone, to episode 33 of the Creative Coding Podcast with me, Seb Lee Dalal. And in an effort to introduce everyone a bit better, I'm a digital artist living in Brighton. You can find out more about me at seb.ly. And today I'm joined by our special guest uh, co-host, Val Head. <laughs> Val is a designer and consultant and speaker in Pittsburgh in America, but you're Canadian, right, Val? Hello, Val. Sorry. Yes, sorry. I um, the live broadcast just started at the same time in my other Ugh. tab as you, and you were in. It was stereo. so it was slick. I was doing a really good. I was being all professional and stuff. I know. You anyway, were doing welcome, awesome. Val. <laughs> Hi. And um, and we were also joined by software artist Jer Thorpe. Jer is a uh, what are you, Jer? You were data artist in residence at the New York Times for a couple of years, right? For 28 months, yeah. 28 months. See, yeah. that's that's how specific data artists are. Um, and wow. he also teaches at ITP, part of NYU. And now you've just set up your new studio, uh, OCR. What is it? Office for Creative Research? Oh, you got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do my research. It's absolutely brilliant. Anyway, welcome, Jer. I'm sure we'll hear a bit more about um, OCR today. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, really good. It's uh, it's a bright sunny day in New York and it's spring is around the corner. It's freezing here. Yeah, it is quite freezing. cold actually. But, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Pretend spring. You know, um, I think, Jay, you were our first guest, weren't you, all those years ago? I was your first guest. I've had, every 33 <laughs> episodes I want to be back on, so you're going to have 66 and 99. Well, I... Well, yeah, at this rate, we're going to get there quite soon. It's an insane amount of episodes at the moment. Yeah, going to need to be ready in a couple of weeks again at that rate. <laughs> I'm standing by. And how are you doing, Val? Are you good? I'm doing good, yeah. I've got yeah. The, the cold fake spring as well. Lots of, um, lots of fun stuff happening in Pittsburgh today. We've got a crazy award show and stuff to do later. So. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right, well, let's, um, let's get straight into the meat today. Ian always has a go at me. Oh, by the way, Ian is still, um, he's still with, I think he's still in the same client meeting as last week. Really hasn't ended. Oh. I think clients, they're quite demanding, aren't they? So he sort of back from a week-long meeting. <laughs> but I'm assured that he'll be back with us next week. Um, but Jed, tell us a bit about what you're doing, because this year it's all new, right? With your new studio. Yeah, you started it like January 1st. Like you were like ready at the beginning of the year to just ch change everything, I guess. I was. I had my, my tweets lined up and ready to go. <laughs> uh, so so um, I should introduce that the, the company is uh, founded by, there's three of us who founded the company, uh, me uh, and, and then Mark Hansen and Ben Rubin. Um, and Mark and Ben and I have been working together in various contexts for a couple of years. And so... Um, we thought that it would be good just to formalize it. And, and because my, my so I, I started with a four-month residency at the New York Times, and, and I, I stayed there for 28 months. So I figured that uh, the time was right for me to, uh, to end, end the residency. And, 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 uh, and you know, OCR gives us a chance to work on some really fun projects together, and, and we're building a slightly bigger team so that we can do bigger and more interesting things. So... Um, it started started with just the three of us. We have uh, we 
We should have you should have six people in the office at any given day, but there's actually only two because everybody's traveling or or on spring break. That is spring break, isn't it? Oh, is it? Is it spring? I'm... So, so, Jay, what what are you hoping to do with this new organization? Then, what sort of? I mean, presumably, it's the same sort of work that you were doing before. But for people who yeah. don't know you, maybe you could just tell well, us a bit. You know, for people who do know me, you, <laughs> I'm terrible at, at this the whole elevator pitch idea. Like, I, I it's okay. I, You've, I we've got a few minutes. What, what, what? So, yeah, um, I, I sort of think about us as, as being an R and D group for hire, and and part of that. Part of the reason why that came up is that we, you know, we've been working on these art projects together, mostly big public art projects. And I think what we realized is that a lot of the things that we were building around these art projects were actually really useful things. So, you know, we would build APIs, we would build strategies for databases, we would write new um, new, new programs to do all kinds of different things. We developed these visualization techniques. We would, you know, in some cases, build hardware. And in and all of those things are 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 really interesting things from a from an R and D perspective. And so what we decided is that maybe it would be possible to take these strategies that we were working mostly just with on with art projects and apply them to um, a broader range of problems. So um, you know, really the birth of the idea was was because Mark and I worked at the at the Times together, and we built this tool called Cascade, which is a Twitter visualization tool, and and this. We, we have a pretty unique way of working that really does draw from the sciences on one side of it and the arts on the other, on the other side of things. And, and, and so the OCR is really a chance to, to see how, that, how we can exercise that strategy in, in all kinds of different ways. So we're still doing quite a lot of public artwork. So we're working on a project right now for the Vancouver Art Gallery in my hometown, which is really exciting for me. And, uh, but we're also doing, uh, we're doing some real R&D work. So for some some relatively big and interesting clients whose name I can't say, otherwise I will be uh, arrested and fined. I wonder if we we should just maybe go through them all, like all <laughs> the big clients. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is this is it this one? Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like it's off to a good start. I mean, you seem to. It sounds like you've got a couple of big things going on. Then, I mean, if you can't talk about it, it's usually a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> We've been really busy, which is which is great. And you know, I was really I was concerned when I started this thing. You know, I would wake, I was sort of woke up with cold sweats on January second, and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, I just quit my job and started a new company. And 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 you know, the 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 basic model of the company is 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 different than 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 I think what a lot of people are doing. So I was you know worried in the beginning that I was worried about two things. I was worried first of all, primarily that we would just get no work, and then I would be like broke and. And I would have to, uh, you know, I don't know. Start. Go back to the times? Go back to Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Canada. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be, that's, that's not a bad thing. I love my country. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. You're just uh, saying or, or the other thing that I thought that I was a little bit scared of was that we would, um, we would just not get any interesting work. You know, we're, mm. we, what I, what I really only want to work on are, are novel problems and interesting problems and, we have pretty strong ethical guidelines as far as who who we work for and and what type of clients we we take. So I was concerned that we would just get an endless stream of you know do some graphics for our annual report or help us launch our new campaign for our brand, which which I'm not interested in doing. You know, have, having done that work in the in in my past, it's not something that I wanted to revisit. So we were concerned. I was concerned, terrified um, that. You know, we would either get no work, or or we would be forced to do work that we didn't want to do. But so far, um, it's been amazing. The people that have come to us, you know, I, I 
I love I love any conversation for a project that starts with I'm not sure if this can be done, but <laughs> or or you know or we're not really really sure what we need yet, which is like I'm much more excited about those types of things than the than the we know exactly what we want and 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 we are sending out an RFP to six people and can you bid on that RFP right? I mean I always yeah. I've told people probably. A hundred times so far this year, like if you can think of anybody else who can do this job, then probably there are going to be a better, better, a better choice for you. That's a good one. But if, I might start using that. If it's a job where where you can't think of anybody to do it, then that's probably something that we can help you with. Sure, I'm interested in in how you um in your sort of criteria for for clients. I mean, what, where do you draw the line? Are you say you, there are certain things that you just won't accept in a client? Yeah. I mean, is I mean, obviously there are easy ones like tobacco companies, yeah. and you know, and maybe gambling mm. websites, yeah, perhaps. Mean, well, where's that? Where's that edge? <laughs> Here, let me close off business opportunities. In, in, <laughs> in a, in a you don't have sentences. to list specific uh, companies. You know, we feel like you've been doing too well. We're going to try to let you, you know, set things off for a bunch of people you can't work with. Yeah, or is that yeah, secret? Yeah. Is it a secret? I mean, here's the, here's the thing. It, it's a it's a hard boundary to walk, and it's a boundary that that is changing, and it's a boundary that that on a case by case basis we would be willing to think about and revisit. Mm. But for me, there there are so many good organizations out there that that I feel that we can be helping that we don't really need to be working with the ones that either don't need our help or that we're really not interested in working with. I have a kind of allergy to consumerism, so so in in my head, like any project where the overt <laughs> the overt purpose of it is to make people buy things, I, I, I'm not that I'm not that excited about. Mm -hmm. And and um, so so it's been hard for you know it's something that we've been talking about and thinking about a lot because if if giant consumer conglomerate company A approaches us and says we would like you to help us work on a brand campaign, then we'd probably say no. But if they came to us and said, you know, we're trying to revisit our supply chain and we're trying to figure out ways to use our data better and, and, and so that we can be better corporate citizens, then then we might reconsider that. You know, it's a it's a it's it is a hard thing to, to think about, you know, because you have to make this kind of trust this trust judgment and you have to say, you know, do I trust this per this person? Um, that that their intentions are really are really good ones. I mean, it sounds really cliched, but I guess our our bottom line uh, choice about a project is this: is this gonna is this project gonna in some way make the world a better place? And 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 or, and, and and that could be all kinds of things, you know. It, it, and and it could be an art experience. It, it could be some way that 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 some real, like tangible change happens within a company. Um, but you know, so far it's been great. You know, I always think that at any company there's there's that one person, you know, and she's like the one who's trying to drive change from the from the inside of it. And, and if we can help that person, then we're we're sort of willing to do that. Sure. So you've got a new office. Well, we ha it's a, actually it's an old office. It's uh, I'm just it's, trying to see in the background there. Yeah. And, uh, um, you've got some not, you've got some box files. Yeah. Let me see. I I, I can show you like. We have it's pretty it's pretty uh, it's an artist studio on Bowery, which is uh, in Chinatown, um, and it's been Ben Rubin's studio for eleven years. So there's eleven years worth of uh, art ephemera uh, uh, <laughs> around around the place. But it's actually yeah, I love it. I love the neighborhood. It's um, 
Chinatown is like, let me tell you, if, if you are interested in cheap lunch, this is the place. <laughs> we have like 60 different options for lunch, and they all cost like under $4, so. <laughs> Good place for an artist studio, then. Yeah. Is training um, and workshops part of your new company, too? Because I noticed you're starting to do them under OCR. Is that just part of it, or just kind of continuing what you were doing before? Well, so so we I guess we have a couple of avenues that we we always think about as being core to what OCR stands for and what we and what we do. And education has always been a real big really big part of it. You know, I, I I'm a teacher. Mark is a teacher. Ben ha, is has been has taught in various capacities. Um, so that's a really important part. So a, as the company grows, we actually want to do start doing more of those workshops. Um, we want to we want to start doing some sort of public events and and. Uh, we're also really interested in, in, in how the company can kind of produce a research output that could help, you know, in a broader educational sense. So one of the things that we're starting to plan right now, which has been a, um, a goal of, of the company from the beginning, is that we're, we're going to um, publish a, a, an annual journal, which, which will be a kind of compilation of, of source code and essays and, and, and kind of research type papers and, and process documentation about about the projects that we work on because I you know I, I I love that sort of academic spirit of like let's let's not only like learn things but let's make sure that the things that we're learning are 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 going to help others in in, in various ways so yeah, we're, nice. we're pretty excited yeah. about that and and, and uh, I think that as we get our our wheels spinning a little bit there'll be more of those types of things like we're 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 building a section on the website where where we'll be able to sort of publish some really quick uh, process snapshots of what we're working on and share source code and so on. And the website is is it o hyphen c hyphen r dot something dot com dot org. Yeah. All right. Cool. Check it out. Um, have you got any any workshops coming up, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I have. I have some um, booked for this month. I think they're all sold out though. And then I have. Uh, I think my last two workshops, which are both, they're either at the end of April and the beginning of May. Uh, I think there's like two in, two seats in one and one in the other. Yeah. I haven't announced uh, for for the rest of May and June yet because that's when my schedule starts to get nuts and I have to <laughs> find some things that are going to make sense. Yeah, sure. And, and so you're still you're still working in processing. Um, I assume you're still very involved in that project, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, not as involved as I as I as I would have. Uh, um, really like to be because you know again it comes back to time and yeah. and if, if any of anybody else on the processing core team is listening I'm sorry for not uh, doing. Sorry for missing emails. I love. Uh, I think my official title on the processing team is lobbyist. So uh, yeah. so uh, is that it, kind it, of like evangelist? Yeah. What does that mean? It means I uh, I I uh, I'm the one who's out there trying to bully people into using processing. <laughs> So you're like the enforcer or something? Yeah. (laughs) For us, you know, here's the thing with, we can talk until we're blue in the face, and I'm sure this conversation has been happened on your podcast many times about about which creative tool is is good and which which one is better than which other one. You know, for processing, for me, it comes down to two things. First of all, I'm fluent in processing. I've been working with it for like six or seven years, so it's something that I can build in really quickly. And then, you know, it's... Uh, rapid prototyping ability is really important to us. Yeah. You know, we, we work on projects with really quick turnarounds. We often want to, you know, we want to build not just one 
prototype of something, but like a whole bunch of them, and it allows us to sketch really quickly. And then we're we're working on it. Um, I shouldn't I, I I shouldn't really commit ourselves to this, but we're 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 also working on a, a you know one of the big problems that we found with with processing over the last little while is that the J the JavaScript output from processing it's like good, but it's like so good, it's good enough to be tempting, but not good enough to actually sort of deploy with. So and that's processing uh, JS, right? Or is that separate yeah. from that? Yeah, it's processing JS. So what we're doing right now is we're um, we're we're building a kind of uh, lightweight bridge between processing JS and 3JS, so we can use 3JS as a renderer for for processing. So we can kind of write the the logic and kind of take take advantage of processing's kind of structural things and then render out using 3JS. So you know, if 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 that works, <laughs> I, I don't know if Ian Ian. Uh, 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 whose last name I always massacre, massacre Ardouin Fumat, who's our um, our French, uh, 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 he's our man in France right now. Although he'll be uh, here in a week again, uh, he's been writing writing this this bridge between processing and, and 3GS. So yeah, I just I just outed him to the world. So if oh. you want <laughs> questions about that project and you want to uh, bug Ian about it, you can get you can get him on Twitter. There's um I found it quite. I mean I haven't. I've looked briefly at processing JS, and it surprised me because it seems to. I mean, it's it's not really an exporter, is it? It doesn't export to like a JavaScript version. It actually is. And this, is, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure that it's like a JavaScript library that kind of parses the processing code. Yeah, it does. So it, par- it seems it, crazy it, to me. It's kind of like it's very clever, and wasn't. I think it was. John Resig, wasn't it? It was his. Yeah. He started that whole thing off, and it's sort of like one of those times where you're just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that that works." That actually works. Yeah, it's uh, you know the the promise of processing JS is really amazing because it's like, hey, I could author something that will run as a as a Java app on my machine. It'll run on Android, and it'll just run in processing. And and the the processing JS team has done this really amazing job of. Like everything in the core of processing, so everything that you don't have to import a library for, just automatically runs in in, in PJS. So when I when I do demos of it, you know, we we, we draw, make a drawing tool and it's all mouse interactive, and then you hit a key and it saves out a JPEG, and and everyone's excited with that. But then we just put it in the browser and it just everything works, including the including the JPEG export. Yeah, you know, there's a, it, it's it's pretty amazing what what has been built in into there, and and for for um, kind of simple interactive things, it works really, really well. And we're just trying to push it a little bit so that we mm. can take advantage of some of this WebGL um, uh, 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 performance. To you know, my 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 dream is to be able to publish out of processing JS, run something in the browser, and have it run basically at the exact same speed as it would run in, as a Java app. And there's no reason that that shouldn't happen. It, it it's you know, it's an open. We're, it's just an open source problem at this point. It yeah. just needs somebody to throw, to throw a couple of weeks at wor- of work at it. You know, to 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 get that working. And yeah, I know sure. I, that's something that that is happening. But um, in the meantime, we're going to try to make this kind of duct tape, uh, uh, um, tinfoil uh, bridge between it and and, and use three JS as a renderer. I mean, I guess I I love processing, and I've used it a couple of times recently. Um, uh, I used it on Luna Trails to talk to the Arduino. Uh, and also it made a WebSocket server too, so all the game and stuff could talk to it. Right. And, um, you know, processing is just so easy to get set up and running, and that's 
what that's why I like it. I'm a little bit concerned about the Java runtime though. I mean, I suppose <laughs> if 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 processing JS gets to that stage and we don't have to worry anymore but um do you know what's going to happen with the java runtime is that still it seems to be a little bit on the decline let me let me breathe some fumes from this volcano and then i will tell you my uh, (laughs) i don't think there's any any i don't think anybody really knows what's going on too much i mean there's one you know the the thing that's really sort of changed java uh, in the last little bit from sort of my perspective has been Android, right? So so I think without Android, Java would be like, you know, walking off into the quiet dark night, you know. Uh, but but with Android now, you know, it's there's, you know, Java developers. Sure, let's hire some Java developers. <laughs> so they can build our, our Android apps. And, and Android seems to be doing whatever the opposite of going away is, right? I mean, it's... Yeah. it's around. The statistic that I heard on Twitter yesterday. So I'm just I'm going to quote a, a totally unfounded statistic that I heard on Twitter yesterday. And say it was type, that's I'm that's say about it our standards here on this podcast. authority. Yeah. Uh, and they said that you know there there are more Android devices being there are five times more Android devices devices being registered every day than there are human beings being born. What? What? So that's made that's up. That's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of Android devices. Come on, but it involves numbers. It sounds. It, th- it sounds like sound a- good. It sounds good. Definitely tweetable. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's listening, who can uh, who can back up that stat with some real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If any of our <laughs> listeners <laughs> can give us hard evidence to back that up, that'd be great. Yeah. Like if you could go to your local hospital. Um, the <laughs> yes. And, and how many people have Android and phones? Go to each of the Android dealers in your <laughs> and, and see how many people have bought Android devices. That would be a good that would be a good way to back that up. Yeah, it's a great Friday afternoon activity. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> we have a question from from Twitter. Do we? Yes. Oh. All, all I know about this person is that they're called Hunger. Uh, Hunger with AR at the end. Is that maybe that's a first name? That's all I know about them. That's all there is. But okay. they have asked for Jer, is it possible for other people to make a career out of processing slash data viz, etc., or is it very much the artist's life? <laughs> is there money in it, no, Jer? That's what we want to know. Only I. Only is there I, any money? There's room for one person, and I will occupy <laughs> it. And that's um, you. That gets our best back to our tool question. And I mean, processing yeah. happens to be the tool that I use, and 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 data visualization happens to be the field that I'm, that I'm mostly engaged with. Although you know, it's a pretty nebulous chunk chunk of it. Um, I I, th- I I think there are a lot of people who, in some way uh, or form, are making money from doing processing, in, mm-hmm. and and uh, whether that's in motion graphics or in the, or in data visualization or or in a lot of other places, I think that uh, I'm a, maybe somewhat of a rarity in that I use processing almost exclusively. Uh, and and again, that's not so much of a choice of this is the best thing that I can be doing, but more of a this is what I've been doing for the last seven years, and here's how I you know the, where where my my uh, my abilities um, st- stick the best. Um, so you know, I think a- anybody, my advice is always not to stay with one tool, and you know. It, I don't. I don't only work in one in one tool. I do a lot of processing, but I also I write. You know, I write JavaScript and and I, I do some C plus plus when I need to do some C plus plus and and so 
I'm happy to sort of break out of that comfort zone if I, if I need to. I think that there are many, many, many opportunities to make you know a really good living doing data visualization right now. Mm -hmm. I think processing is a great piece of a toolkit for anybody who's doing data visualization. It's not it's not the ideal tool for data viz in any any way, but there is no ideal tool for data viz. I mean, lots of people are using D3 right now, which is a really great JavaScript library, but you know, any library is, you know, these libraries are written by human beings and they have their limitations and, and, and uh, you know, processing, I think, is probably amongst the most, you know, along with C++ and, and, and open frameworks and Cinder is amongst the most expressive tools that we can have. So one of the things that I love about processing is that I'm not constrained to any type of visual paradigm. So I, I, can, I can build things from the ground up. Now, that's... Sure. That's really good for this type of prototyping work that I do and that we do. It's not great for de deployment. You know, I mean, if right. if um, if you're if you're working for a company or a publisher or you know a, a, a newspaper or whatever, where you have to be publishing things all the time, processing is not going to be the thing that you're going to be publishing in. But but when you first sit down to explore an idea, it's a really nice place to sketch in. And I'm sure there are some people who are good enough with D3 that they can use D3 as a sketching environment. Sure. So we are starting to run out of time a little bit. Sure. We have a new short format podcast now, oh. Jay. We can't just yeah. bumble along for hours anymore. <laughs> for some <laughs> reason, people you're weren't you're, that into that. Why did you I invite me then? That's what I do. <laughs> um, um, maybe by the time you're on 66, it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be longer format again. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll, be, we'll have reverted back to the two-hour long format. I was hoping we would talk about like really some controversial things, and we would get into arguments and and and. No, it's all it's all surface these days, Jeff. Isn't That's talking all. about what tool you use and how you you know people use That's more than one. That's pretty controversial. That's pretty controversial. It's not really, is yeah. it? If, if you're weird, then it's controversial. And um, Jeff, I'd like to talk about I/O Festival before we have to wrap up. Um, yeah. IO Festival call, how do you describe it? Creative coding conference in Minneapolis that you've been very involved with, right? Um, yeah, so so Dave Schroeder, who's the who's the um, brains behind the operation, <laughs> and then uh, myself and Wes Grubbs, we are the uh, um, we're the I don't know, the the models of, of yeah. course. Yeah, I, 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 I do a lot of the I do a lot of the work with speakers, and Wes does a lot of the work with the website, and and but really, it's like you know, it's we do a lot. We we sort of we're just on the we are on the phone a lot, you know, yeah. just talking about things, and and I you know, Dave Dave does if the pie chart if we drew a pie chart of who does the work at I/O, uh, you know, you wouldn't even see me in there. It would just be perhaps you could um, uh, mention a few of the speakers you're particularly mm -hmm. excited about. Obviously, there's no favorites. Yeah, but, you know, oh is God, there anyone new have, that anyone new this year that you've you're excited about? I have such a favorite. Everybody else oh. is, is second rate to my favorite speaker. <laughs> wow. Which is? Um, so we have yeah. Bill Atkinson coming to I/O Festival this year. So Bill Bill Atkinson is uh, uh, he was one of Apple's legendary developers. He mm -hmm. he really honestly kind of wrote the 
the GUI for Apple and, and, and you know, lots of the things that we associate with that original Mac interface from drop-down menus to, to uh, the selection lasso and those little marching ants and so on and so on and so on. That's all Bill Atkinson. And, and he's always been my hero for developing this program called HyperCard, which I oh, yeah. obsessed over. Um, You've done talks about that as well, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's the, the using that, that program, we kind of define what I did with what I've done with my life. And so I'm really excited to have Bill there. First of all, I'm just excited to meet him. And, and I was uh, amazed that he, that he agreed to come. And he's working on, um, you know, he's still building things. He has, he has uh, uh, um, an, I, an iPad app um, called PhotoCard, which, which allows people to send real-world postcards. He's, <laughs> it's really interesting. He talks about this, like, idea of how do we, like, embody love into a digital medium. And, and, and so... What happens with, with, with the app is that you, you like put in the address and you take a photograph, but an actual postcard gets printed and it gets sent to that person. And you know, I love this idea of something physical, you know, taking something digital and just moving it to something physical and that sort of embodying our, our you know, love in a, in a deeper way. So I'm hoping that Bill, you know, I'm hoping he'll talk about that stuff and, and, and then maybe we'll get some good stories about, about the the birth of all of this yeah Apple sounds sounds great yeah. and, and we don't need to plug it of course because it's sold out i assume yeah sold- 18 minutes <laughs> wow that's, all right <clears throat> that's all that's gotta be some kind of record i don't know that sounds incredibly fast so if if next year some if someone wants to come next year <laughs> I, I don't know just keep an eye on twitter maybe i don't know <laughs> we've been doing uh, i i think we've, we've we've decided that we're going to start a plan of reverse uh reverse promotion for io we are, oh, we're just gonna we're try gonna and tell people that it's crap and that they shouldn't. They shouldn't <laughs> yeah, don't it. even bother. It's so not it's, worth it. It's no good. <laughs> because the, you know, we we actually kind of crap. We crashed some of the the Eventbrite servers and and we you know <laughs> it was it was kind of a hassle actually. So you know with all the activity. so this time we're next year we're we're trying to we're trying to ease that back a little bit. So tell your friends IO is not fun. Don't. Why, do, why don't you just triple the price? Thousand <laughs> quid. There you go. And it's, it's well, going to be hard know, to that's... tell them it sucks if we've been going like for the last you know few years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I keep going back, but it's terrible. The, you know, the core thing for us with IO is that we always we, the, the number one rule is that we keep it small, so it's 500 people mm. and it won't get any bigger than that. And you know, I know it's a joke, but you know, we we, we don't want to raise the price either because yeah. you know right now it's like it's right where we want it to be. It's 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 you know a really good value for us three full days of, of conference and, and then a whole day of this year we're doing the education summit on the first day, which I'm really excited about, which is another free event about code and art and education. Um, yeah. so. Well, if I can sort out my American visa, then I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. We can, we, we, otherwise maybe we can smuggle you in through Mexico or something. <laughs> I'm going to be there, but I'm missing the summit. I was at, so hopefully there'll be some really good summaries of that. Cause that sounds like it's pretty cool, but I can't make it in time for that. I know. I'm going to be in Vancouver, though, so I have a good excuse. Okay, that's a good excuse. Acceptable? Good. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to document the summit in some type of way. We're, we're thinking about publishing, self-publishing a book that will be uh, a collection of, of – so we, we did a call for people of, for questions about code and art education, and we got about, uh, you know, about 100 responses from people all around the world. And so what I think we're going to do is curate down those questions to a smaller list and then ask people to, to provide some answers, and we'll publish it that as as uh, a, a book of some kind well that sounds like a great plan yeah sounds good okay well i think it's time to wrap up unfortunately we've run out of time 
I have nothing left to say. Oh, next week we've got um, one of the guys who invented the Raspberry Pi. And really embarrassingly, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Eben Upton. Is it Eben or Aben? I'm going to find out before next week because that will just be... Yeah, you should definitely find out before he's on the show. All kinds of terrible. Um, the, the podcast website has just been a disaster this week. I've just moved the servers. So if anyone has any trouble, please let me know. That would be really good. Otherwise, uh, I've got nothing else to say except thank you to Val and Jer. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Val. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks and, Val. And great to talk to you. <laughs> and, and thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope it's been mm-hmm. fun. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.